Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Michelin Countdown to Green on IMSA radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Super Saturday coverage, which will bring you full, live, uninterrupted and unblocked coverage of both of the main races today. Coming up later on this afternoon uh, for the 100-minute encounter, TCR only. It's Michelin Pilot Challenge. But before that, it's the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix presented by Liquid Molly. Two hours and 40 minutes, GTD only. Pros and the GTDs, 20 cars, and this is our Michelin countdown to green. In this show, we'll have our Porsche keys to the race. We'll set up our BDO nose strategy. BDO accounting tax and advisory services, they know their business and they know financial strategy. This could be very interesting today as to who gets the call for that one. Down in the pit lane, let's check in straight away with Shay Adam. Track temperature at toasty, 102 degrees Fahrenheit, 72 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit in the air. That is, uh, what, 23 Celsius and 40 Celsius. And a grid that is 20 strong, Shay Adam. And a decent crowd as ever here at Lime Rock Park, or with you. Uh, Lime Rock Park uh, to uh, to give due deference to the champions out there at the moment, which is all 20 teams. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, John. And yeah, I'm actually with the championship leaders to kick off this grid walk because Ben Barnett and Jack Hawksworth have been virtually unstoppable this year. Last race, CTMP, the first race in more than a year, almost a year and a half since you guys didn't come away with the trophy. And Ben, Lime Rock is a place that you guys can set this right. It was a good race last year for you, but what's the difference between coming second and first at this place? Um, well, yeah, last year we ended up third. We probably should have been second, to be honest. Last year, the number nine Porsche was super fast, but um, we definitely should have beat the Aston, which we kind of made some mistakes and, and let them jump us. Uh, so, you know, we, we've got that in the belt now. You know, that's been our whole ethos this year do everything that we did last year but a little bit better and that had been going really well so far um, until Mossport like you said so you know Mossport was a shame that we didn't end up you know we kind of had that race under control and I went for a little bit of a risky move sometimes uh, <laughs> fortune favours the brave but didn't think quite pay out that way um, but yeah we're, we're feeling good we're starting second we've got the cars that we're racing in the championship behind us so that's that's a good way to start and we hope that we can keep it that way throughout the race. That's racing, though. I mean, you can't beat yourself up about that. If you don't take the risk, you never make the pass. So we'll, we'll let you off with that, Ben. But you just hit the nail on the head. Championship points are what matter at this stage in the season. You guys have a good lead, but not enough to be able to sort of sit back and let them finish ahead of you. So you still have to race them. But how, how much strategy is going into this where you guys don't have to win the race? You just have to beat the cars behind you. To be honest, this race, especially on this track, uh, overtaking is very limited, so it's going to be a hugely strategic race for us. And in 
Sydney Pro, the window is so open because the minimum drive time is only 10 minutes. Our, our window is so big and there can be so many different ways that this can pay out. So I expect to see people doing very different things and I, I don't know if there'll be a bit of follow the leader or not. Like a lot of the time you kind of find that someone pulls the trigger first and then everyone reacts. But on a track like this, I feel like it could go a different way. Um, and, you know, I think, like you said, we don't really have, we've got a good points gap, but not a huge one. Um, would have been nicer if we'd have stayed on the island at, at Mossport, but you know, so from a driver's point of view, you're kind of starting to take a little bit less risk now than uh, than have been throughout the season. Uh, but from a strategy point of view, at this point, I feel like we've still got to kind of keep going for the race wins. And uh, like you know, if we're in races and like just do what we have been doing to try and get the best results, then the rest of it just takes care of itself. You mentioned the minimum drive time, and I want to hit on this because both you and Jack are very fit guys. So 10 minutes minimum time, neither of you wants to do that. You want to do a lot more, but the team now can mess with that. So do you talk to the team and say, please make it even? We both really like this place. <laughs> no, to be honest, we, me and Jack, we just want to do whatever the best thing is to get as a win. So if that means I drive for 10 minutes, I'm absolutely fine with that, you know, because we, we both just want to win this championship and whatever the best way to do that is, we're, we're both up for it. And that's uh, one of the things I love most about driving with Jack. Good luck today, Ben. Thanks, Jay. That's Ben Barnicut, driver of the number 14, Vassar Sullivan Lexus, leading the championship. We'll stay with you, Shay, there on the grid and just work your way back through the uh, through the cars there. Uh, GTD Pro's in the first five places. Jeremy Shaw will give us the rundown in a wee while and we'll have our Porsche keys to the race. Uh, and it's Mike Skeen and Tim Kortov, uh that has... Uh, that have uh, the GTD Pro. Where are you now, Chef? Uh, still just maneuvering my way through. Wonderful crowd here today at uh, Lime Rock Park. A lot of people coming out for this earlier race than we usually get. Um, let's see if I can dive into Corvette. Uh, Jordan Taylor is sitting there. Let, let's have a chat with Jordan. Why not? He's always a fan favorite, and indeed, he's surrounded by a cluster of fans. So everything is exactly as it should be as far as Jordan is concerned. Excuse me, guys. You mind if I just cut through? Thank you. He's doing pictures with fans this is awesome jordan you're always a fan favorite but you come to a place like Lime Rock park with such a great history for corvette racing you feeling a little bit extra appreciation especially after that win last time out yeah i mean it's nice to be coming back after a win and yeah driving into the track today, i think we drove in at eight and the the line was to the main road so uh it's definitely a great sports car community up here they love sports car racing uh it's always great to be back here so uh, that hill over there by turn three is always full, and it, it makes our you know our hearts full and happy. Do you just enjoy the two cooldown laps? Because that's what you're doing today, finishing the race, we assume, because Antonio's starting. But when you get to see all the fans and wave to them and give them that moment of thanks for coming out. Yeah, I mean, we appreciate it just as much as them. I mean, we're still fans of the sport. Like, if I wasn't driving this weekend, I'd love to come here and, and sit up on that hill and watch a good race. So we appreciate them. They appreciate us, you know, putting on putting on a show. So... Yeah, hopefully we can do that today. We're starting third. Hopefully we can move up a few spots and, uh, yeah, have something to celebrate. Still in this championship, too. I mean, we've got five races to go, this one included. Easiest way to get back in it is just win everything, right? Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, <laughs> back in uh, 2013, my last grand, in the last Grand Am year, we won the last three races to win the championship. So it's kind of looking like we're going to have to start winning some races to kind of get ahead in the, in the points. We're, I think, 109 back or something from the Lexus, so... We've got some work cut out for us, but I think, you know, we've kind of hit our stride now in this, this mid part of the year. And, you know, we, we were quickest in practice, you know, practice one and practice two, third in qualifying. So hopefully we've got good race pace and you can stay out of trouble today. Good luck today. Thank you. 
Uh, we'll let Shea move further on down the line at Lime Rock Park. Jeremy Shaw joins me, John Hindolf, in the Global Broadcast Centre for IMSA here on a Michelin countdown to green. Uh, and our keys to the race, let's talk about that. This, Jeremy, is as close to a, well, it's a Super Saturday, um, Saturday short track racing almost here, just on a mile and a half, and that provides its own challenges to all of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship runners. Uh, and it actually probably makes strategy even more important rather than less important. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, everybody. It's afternoon, not even afternoon, yet, is it? No. Um, yeah, great to be back here, um, virtually at least for me. And uh, it's a tremendous racetrack. I mean, just only seven corners uh, and only one that, that turns left. But uh, it's a great track. It's a real challenge for the drivers, uh, for the teams, for the engineers, for, and as you said yesterday, John, for the strategists as well. Uh, because uh, with this short track, uh, it's, it just opens the door to all sorts of funky things to go on. And if, you, if and when you come into the pits, uh, if you're going to take on any kind of service, you're going to lose a lap. So how you plan your strategies, uh, there's a lot of thought will go into that. We'll come back to our Porsche Keys to race at the moment uh, after we've heard from Cher, who's with Patrick Gallagher. And Patrick, you're surrounded by a group of really good guys giving you a little bit of advice. First GT3 race at Lime Rock Park, but you've raced here many times in many different iterations of cars. What's it like with a little bit more power? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a bit harder to pass. The cars are bigger and uh, you're going a lot faster, but it's the same old Lime Rock. We love coming here. It's a little bull ring. It's our uh, our Bristol, if, if you will. Um, and you got to get the elbows out, um, which is kind of my style. So we'll see how we go. Best qualifying BMW from yesterday. So you guys have good pace in the Turner Taco Mobile. But is the secret Taco actually written on the side of the car? Is that the advantage today? Yeah, I hope so. You know, our, our Turner Taco M4. I don't know. I haven't got that sound bite yet, but it sounds good. Um, no, uh, really cool to have that. All the fans love it. And just thanks to Bellhaven Investments, Liquid Molly, all the guys at Turner, and, uh, of course, BMW and, and all the people here to support me. Uh, you know, just thrilled to be here. And, for a home race for Turner, we'll hope for a good result. Yeah, good luck today. Thank you very much. Carrying on with our Michelin countdown to green. One thing you can't afford here, Jeremy, is any penalties. If you have to do a green flag pit stop, you'll drop a couple of laps uh, if your competitors don't. Even just a drive through here, because this, the long straight is the longest straight as part of the circuit on the front stretch, you're probably going to drop the better part of a lap. I mean, yeah, you won't, just to drive through, you, you'll lose more than half a lap, that's for sure. Uh, and if, as you say, if you take on any kind of service, you will lose a lap, not two, probably, uh, depending on where you are in relation to the leader, of course. But, uh, you, you know, because of that, it does mean that the strategists on the pit wall have a lot, even more to think about than there normally is the case for them. And traffic. I've tried to leave that until later on. There's a certain amount of patience that you have to have here because there are places, Jeremy, where you just have to do follow my leader. But within a stint, um, particularly from some of the quicker drivers, they are going to get round to the back of the grid. And these cars all potentially have the same performance. So passing is going to be really quite difficult. Well, it is, and uh, you, we already heard uh, Jordan T Taylor talking about that, uh, how difficult passing is. I mean, the good news is there shouldn't be much in the way of traffic. Uh, there might be a couple of, of stragglers, possibly. But uh, by and large, uh, it's going to be um, you know, 
quite a lot of nose to tail racing, I think. Uh, and if, if there's a, a caution in the middle part of the race, that'll bring things back together again. And then it's going to be <laughs> all, uh, all bets are off before for the fight, fight to the finish line, which is going to be really, really intense. If it goes green all the way, which it has the possibility to do here without the other traffic of the prototype cars kind of either getting in the way or having problems passing the uh, GT cars, then, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it puts a different, different complexion on things altogether. Come back to our final uh, Porsche keep the race in a moment after we've heard from uh, the, the addition to the uh, the addition to the field uh, this weekend in terms of GTD, it is uh, Aston Martin Vantage GT3 number 94 from Andretti Autosport, and Gabby Chavez is with Shea Adam right now. Hey, Gabby. Sorry to interrupt, guys. Uh, welcome back to GTD. Welcome back to Landmark Park. But Aston Martin Advantage GT3 is very different from the Hyundai TCR car you were last around here. And what's it like racing in WeatherTech versus racing in Michelin Pilot Challenge? Well, I mean, it's uh, it's the main series, so obviously it's a step up from that. Uh, obviously happy to be in this position, have this opportunity. Uh, we got a great car with us. Uh, obviously, this is kind of like... Uh, almost our first weekend since we didn't really get much running at uh, Laguna Seca, uh, the, our first race. So we're just learning, just trying to get some laps, trying to get data, um, go as fast as we can, um, and just measure up ourselves against, you know, the best of the best in the business. Is it hard for you guys, and, and you, well, not you in particular, because you had experience in the DPI cars back then, but to bounce back and forth between LMP3 and GTD? No, I mean, certainly not as, they're, they're more alike than they are different. I'll just put it that way. So, uh, if anything, you know, having the ABS and the TC and, and, and much better systems in place in the GTD car uh, makes the transition from the prototype to the GTD a little bit easier than the other way. So um, I, that's been fine. I feel I feel really comfortable in the car. Um, I feel comfortable hustling around, and it's obviously just learning the, the little nuance, nuances of uh, of this specific car and, and figuring out the little techniques that uh, that it likes. How do the ergonomics of this car stack up? versus other cars that you've driven in terms of driver comfort. I mean, it's a hot day. Is it going to be hot in the car, too? Well, it's the first car I've driven with a, uh, with AC, so that's certainly really nice. Um, you know, and if, and if it works, it's actually, I mean, it's still it's still pretty toasty in there. It's You're still working hard inside the cockpit, but uh, uh, it's certainly a creature comfort I, I haven't had before, so it's uh, I don't mind it at all. Good luck today. Hope you guys get every lap of the race. Same here. Thank you. <laughs> So the final of our Porsche keys to the race, Jeremy, uh, and the tyres. I mean, we put this in almost for effect most times, but here, and probably WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, are, it is the most pertinent of any of the, any of the tracks that we go to. Yeah, the absolutely right. Tire wear is definitely an issue here. It's not quite so warm today, uh, nor as humid, I believe, so that's certainly going to help. But uh, it, it is hard on, on, on tyres here, particularly, of course, the, the left side tyres with the predominantly right-hand circuit, just that one left-hand corner called the left-hander. Uh, and so the right side tyres really, the left side tyres, excuse me, take a real beating around here. I mean, we may we well see some of the teams opting just to change left side tyres during their pit stops. It'll save a little bit of time, uh, possibly, uh, and uh, could be beneficial in the longer term and in terms of because we'll get somebody tweeting at IMSA Radio any second now to ask us about 
uh, ask us about pit stops. Um, are we? I, I think we're going to see this race split up into three fairly, um, uh, fairly regular chunks rather than people going all the way to the end of their fuel because of that tyre thing. It's worked before in these two hours and 40 minute races. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the interesting thing here. It's two hours and 40 minutes. These cars can do about an hour. So at the minimum drive time is 40 minutes. So therefore, for the, uh, for the, for the, the teams that have two drivers with disparate lap times, i.e. one considerably faster than the other, they will come in at 40 minutes, make the driver change, and then the next driver will have two hours to go to the end if it's all green with just one stop smack in the middle. Uh, what the other uh, uh, teams that have drivers more closely matched, of course, particularly in pro, they have the option of either running long for the first stint, doing a full hour, and then making a shorter stint either in the middle or at the end, or splitting the three stops, the two stops, excuse me, into three equal stints during the race, which might be a better call here given that tyre wear, uh, wear is a problem. So, again, it's all part of the strategic options that are open to the teams into going into this afternoon's race. Let's head straight back to the, I was going to say, to the grids, to the pit lane. Julian Andlauer is next on the list for Sheer Adam. How are you? Welcome to Lime Rock Park. This is a bit unexpected, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. They called me like uh, what, a week ago, a week and a half. I uh, was supposed to only finish with Petilum on this year in America, but I'm very, very happy to be there. Uh, first time for me also in Lime Rock. A very special track and special format as well with only GTs and well, 40 racing. So, yeah, I really like it. Uh, happy to be back with the team. And I think we've got some good opportunity to grab a couple of positions today. Uh, see what we can do. I think strategy is quite uh, quite important as well, and um, fuel and tires management as well. Uh, but I mean, Alec is uh, is really good at it as well. So very confident for the start of the race, and I think gonna finish for the last two hours. So yeah, looking forward. Well, welcome back once again to the Kelly Moss with Riley number 92 Porsche. This car which has seen success with you in it already twice this year. How important is it for the entire team, the morale, to get another podium today? It is always important because the, the boys and everyone works so hard for it that uh, it's like uh, a big reward for us, for all of us, drivers, uh, everyone in the crew. Uh, and it's tough. It's tough to get a podium. I mean, the competitive, uh, it's very competitive, especially the GTD class with so many cars. So, yeah, I think um, you have to put everything together to be able to jump on the podium. And, and it's very tough because strategy counts a lot, as I said, uh, to manage tires and, and fuel and and also to make the right move at the right time and not to do any mistake because, I mean, the track is pretty narrow, uh, quite short, and, and uh, yeah, mistake can come very easily. So, yeah, let's see what we can do. And if we can grab one, we'd be, we'd be just perfect to, to, yeah, to get another one with this uh, Buddha car. Good luck today and welcome back. Yeah, thank you. We'll get some more from Shay in just a few minutes' time. We're in the Michelin countdown to green. Part of what we do here is run you through the cars so you can find out where your favourites are. Let's do that now uh, with our track, uh, excuse me, with our grid rundown. Jeremy Shaw is the man with all of the answers.
SSD, the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix presented by Liqui Molly. This is round seven of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for both GTD Pro and GTD. It's also round four of the WeatherTech Sprint Cup. Uh, it'll be five GTD Pro cars, 15 GTDs. Let's start at the back of the field and work forward. In the 20th position on the starting grid is Sheena Monk in number 66, Acura NSX GT3 for Gradient Racing. Alongside her is Alan Bryn Yolson, car number 77, White Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R. Similar car, uh, one position farther up the grid for Kelly Moss with Riley, it's car number 91 of Alan Metney. Alongside him is uh, Jarrett Andretti in the number 94 Andretti Autosport Aston Martin Vantage GT3. PJ Hyatt will start the T-Rex AO Racing Porsche, car number 80 from the 16th position. Alongside Russell Ward, car number 57, the Windward Racing Mercedes-AMG GT3. Championship leader Madison Snow will start the number one Paul Miller Racing BMW M4 GT3 from the 14th position. Alongside Alec Udell, already two podiums this season in number 92, Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche 911. The two Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT3s will share row six of the grid. Bill Arbel in the car number 97 and just ahead of him on the grid by uh, 0.05 of a second is Patrick Gallagher in car number 96. Frankie Montecalvo will start fifth in GTD in car number 12. That's a Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3. Alongside the Heart of Racing Team Aston Martin Advantage GT3, car number 27, that's Roman DeAngelis. In the eighth position on the grid, Michel Goitberg, an excellent qualifying run in the Forte Racing, powered by US Racetronics Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2, that is car number 78. Alongside Frederick Shandorf, the Dane, driving the number 70 Inception Racing McLaren 7720S GT3 Evo. But on the pole position in GTD, for the first time and still looking for his first win that's Mike Ski in an excellent qualifying run a new track record in that number 32 team caught off motorsports Mercedes AMG GT3 moving on to GTD Pro the car that won this race last season FAF Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3 R car number 99 restarted by a former winner here that's Patrick Pillay from France also from France fourth on the grid Jules Gugnon Number 79, WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. Set fastest lap one year ago. The Chevrolet Corvette C8R GTD of Corvette Racing car number three was started from the third position by Antonio Garcia. And onto the front row of the grid, the second of the Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3s. Car number 14, the championship leader is Jack Hawksworth, but on the pole position. A brilliant run yesterday, well underneath the old track record. For the Heart of Racing team, it's number 23, Aston Martin Vantage GT3. The pole sitter today is Ross Gunn. And Sir Adam, with perfect timing, is with Ross himself. Ross, welcome back. It's race day at Lime Rock Park, and there is no one in front of you. This is what you dream of, isn't it? Yeah, this is uh, a pretty good feeling to be in front. It's Particularly on a race like this, track position is really important. So uh, it was good to get the pole yesterday, but under no illusions about how hard the race will be. The, the tide is super high here, so we just need to manage that, along with obviously the fuel as well, um, and see where we come out. It's going to be, I think, a bit closer in the race than it was in quali. Um, so I expect a really fun race. By fun, do you mean you expect to be in the car for quite a bit longer than 10 minutes? Because I am hearing, you know, GTD Pro minimum drive time. Some people saying, well, we might switch our drivers early. I don't see you guys doing that. No, I think uh, we'll stick to our plan. We know what we're, we're doing. Um, I think there will be a few cars that will try and tri uh, pull the trigger 
early in GTD Pro um, to get on the new tyres and get track position, but then that always leaves them vulnerable for the last stint. So we need to stick to our plan. We know what we're, do we're, we're doing. We just, for us, more than anything, we just want uh, a clean race. Um, you know, it's been really tr a really tricky season up to now with, with not getting the luck in our, in our favour. So that's kind of the main target. And then if that results in a, a, a podium or a win or whatever, then great. Did you dole out some of your trophies from yesterday's poll award to your crew guys as thank yous? Yeah, I mean, they uh, they were phenomenal. They, they're phenomenal anyway, but they've, they did an amazing job the last couple of weeks to get the car ready in a very short space of time after what happened at Mossport. And um, I'm really proud of the efforts that they put in. And, uh, yeah, we now need to pay them back again and try and give them a good result. And I'm sure they'll do a great job on the pit, pit wall as usual. Good luck today, Ross. Thank you, Thank you very much. Share Adam down on the grid. The balancing act here, Jeremy, with Ross Gunn there talking about stopping early. Uh, you don't want to give yourself an extra run down the pit lane here, as we were saying in the Porsche Keys to the race. That's not going to help you. You have windows at various parts of the race, and you'll use those strategically. What you don't want to do is add an extra pit stop. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, basically, these cars can do an hour, maybe an hour and five minutes. This is not the, the most uh, fuel. Uh, it, it doesn't use a lot of fuel here compared to some other racetracks we go to. There's not that much full throttle driving here. So they can do a little bit longer than that, maybe an hour and five minutes or so. But you certainly do, you want to make sure you want to make sure that your uh, your first stop from there, you can get to the end with just one more pit yes. stop to go. So I would expect you know, I wouldn't expect anybody to be in before uh, 40 minutes. As Shane was alluding to there, though, uh, for GTD Pro, the minimum drive time is only 10 minutes, so you could come in early, but there's no way you're going to come in that early. Uh, unless there's a full course caution, I guess, in which case you might think about it, but um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty unlikely uh, that anybody even would just do that 10-minute minimum. So uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting race. So just back to that strategy again, though. Frederick Shandorf qualified second in uh, GTD. Generally speaking, it would be Brendan Ereeb who qualified that, that who qualifies number 70 inception race in McLaren. They've elected to put their pro driver in first. So Frederick yeah. will do the first stint. Then he will hand over to Brendan for the middle stint of the race. And he will do 40 minutes in the middle race. And then Frederick will, will finish. Uh, so a really interesting strategic call from inception racing already. You make a good point there, Jeremy. And actually, I, I, you know, doing it that way in some ways gives you the... Uh, the, the biggest strategical options list whereby you get your lead driver in, you get your fastest driver in potentially to run till the end of the fuel and if something happens in between times so long as it's after 40 minutes or thereabouts, you can still put your second driver in and just have them race for 40 or 45 minutes um, and then have your fast driver again at the end. That, that does actually open up your strategic possibilities. It, it does. Um, you know, when, when, if, if you're within sh uh, striking distance of the class leader or, or the, you know, the leader in your, in your class, when you make your first pit stop, you're still going to go a lap down, um, I think, uh, if, if you take on, take on full service. So what it does, though, it, it, it does in some ways, John, but in other ways it doesn't because it means you know, they've got to come in 
uh, and just get, they can do an hour or thereabouts, and then, but then they've got to come in. Their, their strategy is pretty much nailed. They have to do 40 minutes to get Brendan his minimum drive time, and then it'll be Frederick for the final hour. So, so effectively, it kind of doesn't give them more options. It gives them less in a... In a, in a is one way of looking at it, anyhow. Yeah, it's complicated. It's not nothing is easy here. Well, whoever that's what wins makes it so much fun. Well, that's right. And, and these IMSA races, you know, we often talk about: are they really, um, are they really endurance races? And our BDO, our BDO, accounting, tax, and advisory services, they know financial strategy. We have a Nose Strategy Award for them. IMSA make these races the length they are and the driver minima the length they are. So it's not easy. It would be easy to say your driver minima is an hour and then that would be a tank of fuel. But that's not... Or 55 minutes, let's say. That's not what they do. They deliberately want to make people on the pit wall make decisions, Jeremy. Indeed so. Uh, that's right. And uh, that, that's why this uh, two hours and 40 minutes uh, is a great length for the IMSA Wednesday Sports Car Championship. And again, the, you know, it's, all, it's, all, it's all a team game here uh, with, at IMSA as well because the, the, the technical team, they, they can manipulate effectively how far these cars can run on a tank of fuel by limiting the fuel tank size. And uh, often as part of the balanced performance, that fuel tank size will be tweaked a little bit to make sure that that all these different cars with their different engines, their different configurations, can run as close as possible to the same amount of time on a full tank of fuel. So, you know, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And, and, of course, here, particularly, as you were saying earlier on, as at WeatherTech Race Radio Laguna Seca, tyre wear is a, is a major issue as well. So, um, you know, there's so much to think about. Jeremy Shaw will be with me, John Hindorf, in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. As you've heard, Shea Adam is down in the pit lane on site at Lime Rock Park. Two hours and 40 minutes and it gets underway in about 10 minutes time. We'll have it all for you. No breaks, no interruptions and here with no blocks. If you're outside the US, time to go to IMSA TV and watch the world feed. Lime Rock Park next. So, stand by for action as we are waiting for the command for the cars to start their engines. And uh, that will come in just a few moments' time. This is going to be an absolute cracker. 20 minutes, uh, 20 cars and uh, five in the GTD Pro and the remaining 15 in the GTD category. Impossible to pick a winner, Jeremy Shaw. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, absolutely right. I mean, it is absolutely wide open in, in both of the categories, no question about it. I mean, last year, it was a Porsche that came out, out on top. That starts fifth and last in GTD Pro uh, today. Uh, Jules Gugnon, that Mercedes, they've had a couple of breaks in terms of balanced performance in the last couple of events. They've got more power now, uh, and they're looking strong. Uh, the Porsche is a little bit lighter than it was last race as well. Uh, and again, it's, the Porsche is always good on its tyres too. Tyre wear is pretty good on the Porsche. So you know, even though it starts last, uh, it's going to be wide open. You know, Antonio Garcia, he, he won the last race. And Jack Orts was uh, as well a couple of races this, this season uh, and leads to championship. And Ross Gunn for that Aston Martin looking for the first win. But as Ross was telling us, it's not particularly good on tyre wear, the Aston. So this is fascinating. 
Uh, championship at the moment, Jeremy, let's just remind everybody before we end our Michelin countdown to green. Yeah, 96-point lead at the moment for Jack Hawksworth and Ben Barnicott in the Lexus over Daniel Juncadela and uh, Jules Gunior in the Mercedes. That's for GTD Pro. In GTD, uh, a, a handy lead, uh, 188 points for, Rome, for Brand Sellers and Madison Snow in that Paul Miller Racing BMW local race for them, or relatively from New Jersey, over the Roman DeAngelis, Marco Sorensen, Harter Racing, Aston Martin. So uh, that, they've got a pretty good lead there. They also lead the uh, Sprint Cup championships, uh, championship, but by only 66 points coming into this event. Well, that was m narrowed a little bit because they did have uh, championship points awarded yesterday in qualifying. Yeah, good point. Uh, busy part of the season uh, for everybody here. What you don't want now... Uh, Jeremy is to have any kind of major issues because the race has come pretty thick and fast at this point. Oh yes, they do. Uh, this is a really busy part of the season, isn't it? With uh, uh, Canadian Time Motorsport Park a couple of weeks ago, uh, Watkins Glen just before that, and then we're coming up. We've got uh, you know VIR and uh, and road, well Road America and then VIR. So yeah, it's a busy part of the season here, and you can't afford to lose any momentum. So. We can only hope we get... Well, we had a full grain race last time out, Jeremy, and this place um, has a, an average of just three and a... 3.5, you can't have half a lap of safety car, but on average, you have three to four laps of safety cars when we're here. There are plenty of places uh, that people can pull off, uh, and uh, generally speaking, we have pretty good races here. That's, I think this is going to be fascinating, particularly when we get all the pro drivers in towards the end of the race. Uh, agreed, and you know, because there's no prototypes kind of getting in the way or messing up the race for the GTD cars, uh, it's it's going to be uh, you know, even more fascinating than usual. I, I love these all GTD races because um, you know, they've just got themselves to worry about. They, they don't have to constantly looking in their mirrors for pro faster prototype cars coming past and getting out of their way and trying to keep their own race going with whomever, whomever they might be battling with. So I, I, I really like these events, and, and because of that, you know, it, all the drivers know how difficult it is to pass because the cars are so closely matched. Uh, so they've got to be patient. The, the tyre wear is going to be an issue, so they're going to be trying to kind of push the guy in front of them into making a mistake and then hopefully take advantage of that. But to, to make a bold move on your own is going to be really, really difficult. So I, I think because of that... The drivers understand that. They know all that. They're going to be a little bit more cautious than they would otherwise be, and therefore a better chance of this race going green all the way. All right, Jeremy, thank you for the moment. Uh, we will now wrap up our Michelin account down to green. Post-race tech, it'll have to be a short one. Uh, in fact, actually, we'll lose Jeremy because uh, he's got other duties here today. But for now, let's concentrate on the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix live in sound and vision from Lime Rock Park.